the Brave Church podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope that you're encouraged by today's message. So, um, the word I, w- I want to give you today is not a word that I- I'm just going to be honest with you. It's not a popular word. It's not popular. Um, people in our culture don't want to hear it. Um, to be honest with you, we remind we need it, but it's something that we we at times don't even want to be reminded of because it reminds us of where. Perhaps we have fallen short, but I I believe that when we come into an atmosphere like this, sometimes um, it's not to harp on where we fell short, but it's to remind us that it's not too late to pick it up and begin again. And so tonight what I want you to do is I don't want you to see this message through a lens of, oh man, yeah, man, I've really blown it in this area. But I want you to receive this message through a lens of, you know what, no matter where I'm at in my life, no matter where I'm at and where fill in the blank, tonight is the night that I'm going to begin again. I'm going to start this journey over again. Today is the day one. Today is the beginning. And I'm going to do this thing right starting today. Because here's the thing. Tonight's word, the 10-letter word that will change everything. It'll change your family. It'll change your marriage. It'll change your business. It'll change your career. It'll change how you go to school. It'll change how you walk with God. It is a 10-letter word called commitment. 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 That word right there is a word that will change everything in your life. Because here's the reality is that culture does not foster and does not nurture us to be committed people. In culture, it's almost like it's celebrated to not be committed. Like if things get tough, just push the ejection seat button. Like, like if the marriage gets too difficult, I'm out. If the relationship gets too, I'm out. If walking this Christian faith thing is too tough, I'm out. And, and the world does not encourage you and I to be committed to things. In fact, it encourages us to, to quit and not commit. It encourages us that, you know what, you deserve better. You don't have to fight for that. But I believe that the reason why many times we don't live the dream that we want to live and we see the dream and we dream the dream, but we're not living the dream, is because we have not learned to incorporate this word, commitment, into our life. I mean, I even see it like in sports teams and people who love sports, and we can't even be committed to a team. Like if the team is doing great, we see all the bandwagon people come out. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? Like you're trying to wear that Miami Heat jersey, that Dolphins jersey. It looks brand new. You haven't been wearing that when Tannehill wasn't doing good. You haven't worn that jersey since Dan Marino played. Trying to fake us out like you're a Dolphins fan. No, you're not. I was talking to someone. It was so funny. He's a good friend of mine. And, and we went to a Dolphins game. And I'm like, bro, I didn't know you had a jersey. He's like, yeah, I was getting ready to actually donate this to, to Goodwill. And I had to go into the box and find it. Come on. How many of you know? Like A lot of area where I can, can work and commitment. I'm so committed to this one area. I've got a lot of area where I can, can work and commitment. But like to the Miami Heat, let me tell you something. When a player leaves the Miami Heat, I'm committed to the team. That player doesn't exist to me anymore. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? Are y'all following the player? Yeah, you've been a LeBron James fan in Miami, in Cleveland, and now you busted out an L.A. Lakers shirt. Don't wear the L.A. Lakers shirt to Brave Church. Can we just keep it real for a minute? Telling me you've been a LeBron. No, be a Miami Heat fan, baby. Come on. Sometimes I just have to get it out, and it's good therapy. <laughs> but commitment is one of these things that, man, that, that is hard. Come on, how many of you know, like being committed to something, 
it is hard and in our culture culture doesn't celebrate it so here's the thing we're not committed in our marriages we're not committed to get out of debt we're not committed in our health we're we have a hard time even being committed to the house of god at times we're not committed to our families and what we do is that we we want the benefits of commitment but we don't want to put in the hard work that commitment requires and so we have these dreams and our focus is on these dreams and aspirations. But when commitment says, if you want to get there, here's what you're going to have to do. Many times we fall short because we don't want the hard work that goes into being committed. But yet we want all the benefits of that commitment. You see, in your notes, I, I've got some blanks for you to fill up. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is this, is that you will never do anything great. Or you will never have anything great without commitment. We all struggle with commitment. Come on, turn to somebody and say, he's talking to you. Come on, say, yeah, he's talking to you too. Come on. You see, we all struggle with commitment. Come on, anybody struggle with commitment? Say, yeah. yeah. Anybody still struggling? Say, amen. amen. Here's the reality. If you want something great or you want to be something great, you've got to learn to be committed and here's the reason why our families suffer here's the reason why your business suffers here's the reason why sometimes your faith suffers and your walk with god suffers it's because we have not learned the form of commitment and my job and my responsibility today as your pastor as a church pastor of brave church has been simply to make up for some lost ground because we never learned commitment from our family we never learned it from our parents and they never learned it from their parents and so we have developed this mentality of when it's tough i'm out when things get difficult i'm out if you hurt me i'm out and here's the thing if god can do something great in your life it will come as you say i'm going to be committed i'm not going going to quit i'm going to commit to the process i guess another way of saying it is that commitment is the great separator it separates the good from the great it's all in this word called commitment someone say commitment you see commitment it's the line it's the separator it's what separates the in shape from the out of shape It's what separates, it's the, the separator, the great separator between the prosperous and the poor. It's the separator, it's the line that, that, that draws a line in the sand between the happily ever after to the, I can't take this anymore. It's a word called commitment. It's what separates someone who's being used mightily of God and someone who has a dream of being used by God, but never sees God use them greatly. You see, commitment is where, where the separation begins between what you really can envision for your life and for what you can really begin to walk out in your life in reality. You see, we have created with blogs and social media and, and, and all of these vlogs and all of these social media influencers and these people. It creates these lofty dreams in people. And I love that because I believe that God is a God of dreams and he begins to create dreamers and creatives. But here's the thing. You having a dream is not enough. You having a dream will not get you to your destination. What will get you to your destination is allowing God to give you a dream, but then you saying God you've given me a dream now it's up to me to be committed to get there come on is this okay for somebody tonight you see the only thing keeping you from it 
Whatever your it is, fill in the blank. You, you have an it. Come on. You thought, man, if I could just have this, if I could just be this, if I could just be there. The only thing that is keeping you from it is commitment. That's the only thing. But here's the thing. Your enemy, Satan, wants you to believe that it's everything else. That the reason why you don't have it, the reason why you're not there, the reason why you can't achieve that is because of everything else but commitment. But the reality, y'all, is that the reason why you don't have it and you're not it is because you don't have commitment to get there. Some people say, well, man, it's just talent. I'm not talented enough. No, you know what? I've seen people with great talent, and they rise, and they fall just as hard as they rise, and just as fast as they rise, because when they get there, they're not committed to stay there. It's not, it's not based on talent. In the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is not based and built on talented people. It's built on committed people. I know some great people who can sing. Man, they can sing some songs and worship. They can lead some songs, but they can't even be committed to show up to practice. So you can have all the talent that you want, but if you're not committed to be there with the rest of the team and rehearse and to practice and to pray, how many of you know there won't ever be a stage for you to stand on? I know some people that have some great dreams, but they're not committed to those dreams. Here's the reality. Some of us, we believe that the reason why is everything. Pastor, if you just understood my family tree, man, my family, man, my family tree looks like a dead tree. Man, it is a weird looking tree, Pastor David. Like it is crazy. Anybody have some crazy family members in your home? If your hand is not up, you're the crazy one. No, 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 it's not because your family tree. It's because of resources. Pastor David, if I just need more money to be able to do it. If I could just get more money. No, 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 it's not because of that. Because there are people who have less than you have, who had less than you have, and now have more than you have. And it's all because they were committed. Well, Pastor David, it's just my genetics. The reason why, the reason why I, I am this way and I'm unhealthy and my vitals are all out of check is because I just, I'm just genetically wired. My parents are that way. And you know, I believed that about myself until I just said, you know what? I refuse to believe that I'm going to have high cholesterol and it's going to kill me with a heart attack like other people in my family just because of its being in my genetics. I refuse to believe that. And so I started to make some changes. And I said, you know what? The reason why I'm unhealthy is because I'm committed to, to Garadelli double chocolate chocolate chip brownies i'm a i'm committed to salty donut when they put out on instagram that they have a new flavor i'm committed to go try it out so 30 pounds later that i've lost i've said you know what? i'm gonna be committed to some healthy lifestyle goals i'm gonna be committed to some things because here's the thing i want to be around for a while for my kids and my wife and for you i want to be here i want to feel good i want to i want to be able to to run and play but here's the thing what are you committed to well, Pastor Dave, you don't understand. Everybody in my family has gone through divorce. Nobody has been married. Well, it's not because of your family. It's because your family's not committed. Your enemy will say it's everything else, but it's not. It's all about this word commitment. Can I tell you, because I can even show you in Scripture that commitment was exemplified by the life of Jesus Christ. This whole series called Surrender is really all about helping us to become more like Jesus. As your pastor, that's my heart, is I want to be more like Jesus, and I want to help you become more like Jesus. And Jesus was committed to commitment. Well, show it to me, pastor. Well, let me just tell you, Jesus on the cross, how many of you know that was not a pleasant situation? But he was committed to you when you weren't committed to him. 
He, he loved us when we didn't love him. He loved us and thought we were worthy when we were not worthy. And let me tell you something, even today, Jesus is committed to you. He's committed to you in this moment. That's why you're here. That's why you still have breath in your lungs, because he's still committed. He's saying, I'm not through with you. You may have messed up, but I'm still committed to you. Somebody needs to give God some praise that he's still committed to us. Man, I'm so thankful that God is committed to us. That is why you're here. You're not here because you got an invite. You're not here because this is just my church. You're here because God, this is his proof and his evidence that you know what, ma'am? You know what, sir? I am still committed to working your life out for your good to bless you and prosper you and take you to another level. I'm committed to your life and your future. He's committed to us when we're not even committed to ourselves. Scripture says that Jesus right now is at the right hand of the Father and he is pleading and petitioning to God saying, God, don't give up on them yet. God, there's still hope. God, I know they can turn it around. I know this week at church they can get it right. You know why? Because he's committed to you. Man, thank God he's committed to us. You see, man, you have to understand That Psalm chapter 37, verse number 5 says this. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. Anybody ever needed some help from God? Anybody need some help from God right now? I know I do. Scripture right here gives us the recipe. It it is like, hey, you want to make something great? Here's the recipe on the back of the box. Here we go. You want want help from God? Here's what you got to do. Commit everything you do to the Lord. That that means when you go to your job, commit your job to the Lord. Oh, I know it may not be the job you want right now, but commit it to the Lord. And he'll help you. I know things aren't perfect in your family right now. You're working some things out. But commit that marriage to the Lord, and he will help you. Oh, I know it's not easy being single in Miami. But if you will commit how you date to the Lord in everything you do, he will help you. That means in your business dealings, and you need to close some deals, and you're trying to finish school, and you're trying to graduate, and you're a single mom or a single dad here, and you just need some help from God. God says this, if you will commit everything, you do I will help you but here's the problem in our culture we don't like to commit we like to do another c word we like to complain come on don't we so it's like I don't like what's going on in my job and you're talking to people at the water cooler and you're talking to people do they even have water coolers anymore I don't know and then you're talking to people and you're just complaining and it's easy to complain instead of just committing to have the work ethic for them to look at you and say we can't afford to lose this person So we got to promote them so that no one else hires them. It's easy just to complain about our marriages, and it's easy to complain about those. But you know, it's a lot harder, but it's a lot more worth it for you to commit to that marriage and say, you know what? I'm not just going to throw this marriage out. I'm going to work for it, and I'm going to fight for it, and I'm not going to complain about it. I'm going to commit to it. 
It's easy to talk about, man, I'm so broke, and I don't have any finances, da 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 And how many of you know we can complain about it, or you can commit to a budget, a new pair of shoes every I am not going to spend more than I make, and it may mean that I don't get to buy a new pair of shoes every week or every month. It may mean that I drive this hoopty car for another year. Come on, somebody. But at least it's paid off. And so I'm going to commit to do whatever it takes until I get a breakthrough. But see, we are in a culture that, listen, we are conditioned to just complain. That is why social media is so popular, because people just want to complain. I'm just going to air out all my laundry so everyone can see it, as if it makes us feel better to complain. But what if we tried committing? You see, Scripture says this. It's biblical. If you will commit, somebody say commit. Everything you do to the Lord and trust him, he will help you. You see, you have to understand what this verse is saying. It's in your notes. It is, is basically this. Commitment is our responsibility to the relationship. In other words, let me show you this verse again. Psalm 37, 5. It says this. He will help you. God's like, that's my part. I'll help you out of this mess that you cannot help yourself out of. You, you don't have to find the solution. I'm going to help you find the solution. You can't fix that relationship. I'll help you fix that. I'll help you learn how to budget. I'll give you wisdom beyond your years. I'll give you discernment. I'll give you strength. All your part is in this relationship is just commit to me. Here's the problem. We don't have any issue with committing to everything else and anything else. But when it comes to God, all of a sudden we have an issue with that. Like how many of you know when you are getting married... Like when you are committing your life to someone, how crazy would it be if someone's up here getting married, there's a husband, a wife, pastor's up here, and you're like, sickness and in health, till death do us part. And all of a sudden, the groom or the bride, whichever one, take your pick, says, uh, not till death do us part. I'm going to commit to her, pastor, just Monday and Wednesday. Homie, say what? How many of you know she would be crazy to still go through and marry that person? Can I tell you, God is the same way. God, this whole thing about Christianity, it's not about religion. And I really want to help some people that you've come out of religious mindsets. Religion is just a bunch of things that you do to try to alleviate a God. He doesn't want to understand that God is a true living God. He doesn't want a checklist out of you. He wants a relationship with you. It's a two-way thing. Like, that's why he wants you to read his word every day. That's why he wants to hear from you and you can pray on your way to work and you can pray on your lunch break. He wants to talk to you and he wants you to talk to him. He wants you to, because it's a relationship. Commitment is our part of the relationship. Where God says, you want to see me do miracles in your life? Yeah, God, just commit to me and watch what I do. You want to see that mountain move? You want to see that impossible thing made possible? All you have to do is commit to me and watch out and get out of the way and let me do my part. I will blow your mind. You see, here's and essentially what I'm trying to say tonight is simply this. Anything worth anything will be tough. Come on, do you have your notes? 
Come on, write that down in your notes. Anything worth anything will be tough. So, Pastor David, what, what you're saying is, um, is that the way for me to get ahead is I've got to commit to God. And I've got to learn this commitment in every area of your life. But, Pastor David, that sounds tough. Like following God and being a Christian, that sounds like that could be a tough thing to do. Yeah. Actually, when Jesus says, if you want to follow me, pick up your cross and crucify yourself daily. Not monthly, not weekly, but daily. That is tough. Like that requires discipline. Come on, somebody. Are you with me? I know we're getting a little bit deep here, 6 o'clock, but are you still okay? Come on, you ready? You ready to go there? Essentially, here's what you have to understand, though. We think that following God is tough, but how easy was the world on you when you went all in with the world? Because the last I checked, 15 years of ministry and thousands of counseling sessions, I've seen people that they've surrendered to the world, and they've gone the world's way, and what they end up with are broken hearts. What they end up with are addictions. Come on, am I talking to somebody? What they end up with is rejection and betrayal and abandonment. What they end up with is regret and resentment and remorse. What they wake up with is, man, what in the world am I doing with my life? And I've got no purpose. But can I tell you the alternative is, when you follow Christ, no, it won't always be easy. But what you get in return is joy and peace and strength and power and provision and abundance and strength and more power and peace, and breakthrough, and authority, and next level, and open doors, and God breathing on you, Jesus walking with you. I mean, what in the world are we talking about? No, it's not easy. I know you've heard the preachers talk about, come to Jesus. He wants to prosper you. It's going to be cotton candy. No, it's going to be tough, but the reward is worth it. Because you'll lay your head at bed tonight to go to sleep and you'll be able to say, thank you, God, that I lived the crucified life. I've got no regrets today. I'm building legacy in my family. I've got breakthrough in my life. Addictions are breaking off. Depression is breaking off. I am healed, whole, and delivered. Oh, there needs to be 30 more people to stand on your feet and give God some praise for the breakthrough. Man, my God, I feel the anointing of God in this place. No, it's not easy, but it's worth it. It's worth it. No, it wasn't easy for Jesus to be on the cross. But man, he was committed. He was up there on that cross and he could have called a legion of angels to come and pick him up and smite everyone dead. And Man, how dare you humans treat the son of God this way? We'll show you. But Jesus said, no, 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 no. I'm committed to finish what I started. It's not easy, but they're going to be worth it. It's not easy, but 2,000 years from now, there are going to be some people in a 6 o'clock service in a church in Miami, and they're worth it. A Zephaniah is worth it. A Maria is worth it. A Sarah is worth it. A Jose is, he said it's worth it. Man, I wish I preached this good at the 12 o'clock. 
here's, here's what I'm just trying to get you to see. Following Jesus, staying married, growing your business, raising kids who serve God and love you, fighting off temptation, anything worth anything. Not be easy, but anything worth anything is tough. And God is looking for some people in this church, in this 6 o'clock service, that would say, you know what, I'm tired of running when the going gets tough. And I'm ready to, I'm ready to develop some grit and some grind. And I'm going to work this thing out. I'm going to stay committed. It's not easy to stay committed to church. But I, I'm, I'm, I, I believe God is saying, I'm just looking for some people that believe in the movement that God is creating. And as long as I live in this region, I'm committed to this church. Next 15, 20, 25 years, this is where I am going to be. Because I'm committed to what God is doing. You know what we love to do? We love to give spiritual religious clauses. I'll stay unless Jesus tells me to move. That's saying I'm committed unless I just feel like pulling the God card. No, no, when all along scripture says that a tree that is planted by the river, it develops deep roots and it begins to flourish. It never says a tree as long as it feels planted, unless the, the gardener wants to move it. And we treat our marriages the same way. We treat our relationships the same way. I feel like being in this relationship today, but I don't feel like it today. What happened to commitment? I feel like serving God today, but what happened to commitment? It's Sunday, it's easy, but what about Friday night? Come on, somebody. When you're sitting home alone, you're feeling lonely, and it's easy to settle and to compromise. What will you do on a Friday night? You see, it's commitment that will, that will make the way. You see, here's what I want you to know. It's in your notes. What have you missed out on because you've had one foot in and one foot out? Like, what could you have done by now if you had just gone all in? Like, what could God have done through your life in this city if uh, last year when you first came to Brave, you said, God, I'm going all in? What could your marriage look like if you said, you know, I'm going to stop being selfish and I'm just going to go all in? What could, your, what, what could your family look like? What could your business look like? How many degrees could you have? How could, I mean, how, man, like you could have finished college three years ago. But you kept changing your major. You see, what could you have done? What have you missed out on? Because you just wouldn't be committed. Here's the reality. You'll never know what your life could look like until you're willing to go all in. Let me say it like this. You'll never know how good and how powerful God is until you stop playing games with God and say, God, I am going all in. I'm tired of the same cycles. Come on. I'm tired of the same things. I'm tired of the same mentality. I'm tired of making excuses for my negative attitude. I'm tired of saying, well, this is just how I am. I'll never be able to change. No, 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 no. You'll never know until you say, no more excuses. I take authority over this. Devil, I take authority over you. I will be committed. Come on, grab a seat real quick. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. There you are, 6 o'clock. Come on, it took you 20 minutes to wake up, but come on, we're going now. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9 says this. The eyes of the Lord 
searching all over the earth, searching Miami, searching the U.S. He's searching for people for what purpose? Not to beat them down, not to say, man, you're such a mess up. No, no, no. He searches the whole earth in order to strengthen those, watch this, whose hearts are one foot in and one foot out. Isn't that a great verse? That's not what it says. No, 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 no. The Lord of all creation is searching all of the earth to, to find the person, the woman, the man, the student in this world. I'm going to follow strength and power to the person who says, I'm going to follow God on Sunday, but on Friday night, I'm going to party like the world. He's looking for that person. No, no, that's, that's not what it says. Some of y'all are like not even reading that. You're like, oh, I love this church. Come on, somebody. <laughs> oh, Jesus, help us. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. If you need strength here tonight, let me tell you how you get it. Don't leave this room until you say, God, I'm all in with you. How do you stay committed with all of your heart, fully with your heart? It's so easy. Whatever God asks you to do, say yes. And every one of you in this room, I'm here to tell you, God is speaking to your life. There's areas where you know he's saying, man, surrender to me in this area. You see, what's amazing about that is he's saying, I'm looking for people to strengthen. I want to strengthen you. I want to give you strength so that you can work this thing out. I want to give you strength to take you to new levels. I want to give you strength with that situation with your kids. I want to give you strength in that relationship with your daughter. I want to give you strength to help you on the say what through these business times. I want to give you strength to help figure out your purpose. But then he goes on to say, what a fool you have been. And from now on, you will be at war. Pastor David, what does that mean? Let me break it down for you. He's saying this. Someone with dreams but no commitment is a person who has inner war all the time. I've got these great dreams, but I'm frustrated because I can't get there because I just won't commit. And so he's saying, man, what a fool to have dreams, but don't, you're not disciplined enough to get there. So what he's saying is not, it's not a rebuke, but he's saying, go back to the first part of the verse is just commit your whole heart to me so that I can give you the strength that you need to get to where you need to be you see that's where people live a frustrated life you ever known someone they're just frustrated they're just angry anybody anybody ever known an angry person come on you know what I'm talking about like there's angry all the time You're like hey how you doing oh, I'm good yeah like, bro what happened to you you know what? That, that's a war. Scripture's saying that for now on, you'll be at war. There is a war going on inside of them because you cannot have great purpose and just be norm. There will be an inside war. There will be a turmoil inside of you. That's why he says, listen, just commit to me your whole heart and I will give you strength. In other words, here's what I'm trying to say. It's in your notes. Commitment isn't a feeling. It's a choice. Anybody know what I'm talking about tonight? Like, like commitment says yes long after the feeling is gone. Like commitment, how many of you know, like, like it's not always easy to stay married. Like you're going to have to make the choice, we're going to stay married. 
Because how many of you know they call it a honeymoon because the honeymoon comes and it. Anybody even know what I'm talking about? Y'all just pretend you got it all together. It's okay. But like, here, here's basically what I'd say is that you don't just serve Jesus when you feel like it. When you make a commitment to say yes to God, you're, you're saying, God, I'm saying yes to you. When I feel like it, yes to you. When Pastor David's preaching good, yes to you. When they're playing my song and my hands feel like going up. But I'm also going to say yes to you when I don't feel like it. When I feel tired, I feel exhausted. I don't feel like going to church. But I've made a commitment this year. I'm going to be in church. I'm going to say yes to you when in my family when I feel like disengaging. But I know I need to engage with my kids. I'm going to say yes to my wife. I told her from this day forward until death do us part. I don't feel like it, but I'm going to make the choice you see the world will tell you the opposite girl if you don't feel like you love him anymore you need to leave him but it leads to destruction you'll never get to where you want to be can I tell you Christina and I we've learned that the longer we are married we've just passed 15 years and let me just tell you something Mm. come on yeah that that when we first met man there were the butterflies get around her so nervous she was so nervous then we get married and we get some kids that I love (laughs) but how many of you know after a couple years like all of a sudden she's like yeah I I never knew that you would leave your clothes all over the floor what's up with you like like I remember when you picked me up on date nights and your car was so clean David you don't even open the car door for me anymore. And there's McDonald's cups all up on the floor. This was like when we were youth pastors, you know. But when we make the choice of commitment, it's usually in the peak of emotional butterflies that we say yes. But it's a choice to love this man when she realizes, man, this man has some work that he's got to do in his life. How many of you guys know, like, it's a choice to love? Because, like, when, when you're dating her, man, the makeup is on point all the time. She's wearing her, her favorite perfume, but it's her favorite perfume because it's your favorite perfume. You're married for a couple. You're like, hey, baby, what happened to that perfume? Oh, I don't like that. Oh, but I like it. Tough. This is my new one. It's like they are there when you wake up and you look over and she didn't have her makeup on for the first time. You're like, ah! <laughs> Not my wife. I'm just talking about some of y'all wives. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why women, they get all their makeup tattooed on their face now because they're like, I'm going, let's, sorry, let's go another direction <laughs> with that. I'm going into dangerous waters right now. Let me just. But what I can tell you is when the butterflies were gone, there was a testing in our marriage and responsibilities are stacking up and we're both so busy and working. And it's easy just to be people who are in love, but we're just passing each other in the busyness of life. To still make the choice to say, I love you. To still make the choice of, we need to make sure we do date nights. We need to make sure that 
we're committed to this because it is a choice. Love is not a feeling. And some of you have believed Hollywood and the Kardashians. Some of you, the Kardashians are giving you your dating advice. Some of you, the best thing you can take away from this message is you need to unfollow some people on social media, starting with everyone with the last name Kardashian. Serious. Because true love is a choice. And let me just, let me just, let me break something out for you. Cause you're like, oh man, I don't know if I want to get married. Cause man, that sounds pretty bleak and like scary. Because the more you choose to love each other now, 15 years later, we have rediscovered a feeling that is so great. Like a butterflies that is beyond the initial butterflies, a romance and a love and appreciation and a caring for each other, and an intimacy with each other that we never had even when it was all new and so awesome. What I'm trying to tell you is, is that if you will make the choice to stay committed, long after the feelings are gone, you continue to make the choice, I'm committed, I'm committed, I'm committed, I'm committed, you will experience joy and feelings that you never had before. Let me just break it down and then I got to close if the band would come up. When we first took this church, we became pastors. Man, we had this, Christine and I were like, man, this is amazing, this is great. And then, man, things got tough. And there was a season there where it was like easy for us to be like, man, this is not what we thought it was going to be. And to be honest, we thought of quitting multiple times. The feeling was great, but then reality hits it. They tell you it's going to be awesome to lead pastor and to be a shepherd of sheep, but they never tell you that sometimes sheep bite. (laughs) Some people got fangs and they come for the pastor. Sorry, that was therapy again. How selfish of me. Uh, But can I tell you, four years later, and seeing how God has grown this and how many hundreds of peoples of lives are being transformed, the feeling now is so much greater than the feeling when we began. Even, but we only see and experience the blessing now because we were committed even in the dark times. So I guess what I'm saying is if Jesus was committed in this whole series is it's to help us be more like Jesus. What was Jesus committed to? Three things. Number one, write this down. Jesus was committed to his father. He, he, he didn't care about what the government said. He didn't care about what his friend said. He didn't even care about what his disciples said. All he cared about was what does my father say? You see, it says this in Matthew chapter four, verse eight through 10. The devil is is approaching Jesus, and the devil is trying to tempt Jesus, trying to deviate Jesus from the plan. So the devil takes Jesus up on a very high mountain in verse number 8, and he shows Jesus all the kingdoms of the world and all the glory, the splendor, the magnificence, the excellence of them. And he says to Jesus, hey, Jesus, I'll give you all of these things in one condition. I want you to bow down and fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to Satan, go away from me, Satan, for it is written, and it forever remains written, that you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. You know what that statement was? You know what that statement was? That statement was Jesus looking at the devil, offering him all these beautiful and great things, and he says, you know what? I'm committed to you, Dad. 
committed to the process. I'm committed to your work. I'm committed to the Father. And some of you need to get committed to the Father tonight. Because how many of you know the world has some magnificent, beautiful things? And the world's going to try to pull you this way and pull you that way. And they're going to say, oh, brave churches, man. They're trying to take you this way. You need to go this way. Oh, you're feeling lonely? Here, here, let me introduce you to a woman. You need to be happy? Let me introduce you to some pills. You can't go to sleep at night? Here, just take a couple shots of this. And the world will try to pull you and pull you away from God's purpose. But there's one thing that will keep you committed to the finish is that's when you say, no, I'm committed to my God. I'm committed to my God. Yeah, I'm going to be tempted. Temptation is part of the process. Temptation is not a sin. You need to understand that. Some of you are like, man, I'm just so tempted, man. I don't know what's wrong with me. You're human. But you don't have to give in on those temptations. The world's going to help you to say, man, you, you should try this. You should do that, man. You know what? Your wife doesn't appreciate you, but this woman, man, she says nice things to you. And that temptation is there. But it is in those moments where you need to say, God, I'm committed to you. There's no way I'm going to take the bait. Get away from me. And some of you in this room tonight, you literally need to tell some people in your life, get away from me. Because you keep trying to deviate me away from my father and I'm committed to my father some of you tonight you you, you need to recommit and say God I'm committed to you God I recommit my life to you I recommit my family to you I recommit my priorities to you I recommit my faith to you I recommit God to be a person of your house I'm committed to the father here's the second thing Jesus was committed to he was committed to his purpose he was committed to his purpose it's interesting because even in one place, Peter, Jesus' best friend, someone who, who should be encouraging Jesus to, to do the right thing, right? Jesus tells his disciples, I'm about to leave you because I've got I've to be crucified to save humanity. And Peter says, Jesus, no way, man. We're not going to let people hurt you. We will fight for you and we will die for you. Jesus, we are here for you. And Jesus' response to Peter was amazing. He looks at Peter and he goes, get thee behind me, Satan. How many of you know for Jesus to call you Satan, you done did something. You know what I'm saying? Why did Jesus tell Peter that? Because Jesus was saying, you know what? Not even my clothes starting next Sunday. Some of you need to jump in the beginning. That's why we have begin one-on-one starting next Sunday. Some of you need to jump in the begin. These people that you saw that finished it, you know what they're saying? I'm committed to discovering my purpose. I want God to use my life. You want to know what Jesus' purpose statement was? In Luke chapter 19, verse 10, he says this, For the Son of Man, I haven't come to heal people. I haven't come to deliver people. I haven't come to raise the dead. That's not my purpose. I'll do those things, but that's not my purpose. My purpose for being here is I have come to seek and to save those who are lost. He never deviated. He never quit on his purpose. And some of you need to find your purpose because it will give you direction. Third thing he was committed to is he was committed to finish. Jesus was a finisher. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm a really good starter and not a good finisher. I'll start projects. I'll start reading books. I'll start disciplines. I'll start going to the gym. I'll start this. I'll start eating healthy. But anyone ever started something, but you didn't finish it? Anybody? You want to be honest? We got our New Year's resolutions. Come on, remember those? 
I know, me too. We're like excited. And we write them all down and we're like excited. Man, the New Year's balls dropping. You're like, Jesus, this year is the year. Two weeks later, like, where is that list at? I wish I had taken a picture of that thing. Oh, well. Several years ago, I got tired of starting things and not finishing. So I'm like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a book, but then I'm not going to start another book until I finish the book I started. Because you know what? There's something exhilarating about starting something new. But here's a question I have for you. Tonight, I'm not asking you to start something new. I'm asking you, what have you left unfinished? What is it that you started that you need to finish? What is it that God has started working in your life on? And you're like, God, it's getting a little too uncomfortable, so I'm just going to put that to the side. No, no, no. God is saying, no, I want to finish that in you. You see, Scripture says this, that He is faithful and just to finish what He starts. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. What He's saying is, listen, I want to finish some things inside of you. Jesus was... His last breath hanging on a cross. Jesus says, It is finished. You know what he was saying? I completed my purpose. God, it would have been easy for me to call angels down. rescued humanity because of my death on this cross marriages can be restored because of my death on this cross depression will be broken because of my death on this cross people are going to receive new dreams from heaven because of my death on this cross the lost will be found eternity will be secure people will find hope so father is there anything else no all right then let's finish this thing and that's how we were saved not because he was born on christmas oh we love to celebrate that but i love easter because easter reminds us that he didn't just start something but he committed to finish because he died we can live because he suffered we can know how to prosper we can know what abundance is we can know what joy is we don't have to be influenced by this world whatever is going on outside of these four walls something inside of us can rise up and be bigger we can have a greater joy we can have a greater strength we can say i'm not going to be phased or moved you may have lost your job but you can still have a greater trust in god that's why John chapter 17, verse 4. I'll close with this verse. He says this, I brought glory to you. This is Jesus speaking to his Father. I brought glory to you here on earth. How? By completing the work you gave me to do. Listen to me. You have a purpose on your life, 6 p.m. I've come here to tell you There's something that is great inside of you. 
God wants to start it. Some of you, God has started it. You're kind of like, oh man, things are getting tough. I can't serve anymore. I can't do this more. I can't give. No, 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 no. No, let him finish it inside of you. God wants to impact people through your life. Your story matters. Your story matters. But they'll never know it if you don't finish. So God, tonight, I pray that that we will not have a spirit of quit. We will not have a spirit of complaining, but God, that we will be compelled to live by this spirit of committing. God, tonight I commit in the good and the bad, for richer or for poor. God, whatever life throws at me, I am committed to your house. I'm committed to you. I'm committed to trust you. I'm committed to build my family. I'm committed to legacy. I'm committed to stay free from this addiction. I'm committed, God, to walk in your ways. God, I'm committed to read your word. I'm committed to pray. God, I'm committed in this 21 days of prayer and fasting to finish these last seven days. And if I haven't started tonight, I'm going to start. And I'm going to finish strong. God, I'm committed to make a difference in people's lives in Miami. You haven't just saved me for something. You have, from something, you have saved me for something. So God, I'm committed to let you use my life to impact other people's lives. Maybe you're here tonight and and you don't know Jesus as your Savior. And you would be honest and you would say, man, I've never committed my life to Jesus. And tonight, I need to say yes to Jesus. And tonight, I don't want to leave here, Pastor David, without saying yes to God. I want to begin this journey. Man, the world has chewed me up and it spit me out time and time again. But man, I don't want to go that road. I want to trust God. I want to see God do miracles and wonders and great adventure in my life. And if that is you, and you're like, man, I'm tired of running. I'm tired of rebelling. I'm tired of just doing it my way. And tonight, I want to say yes. Tonight, I commit to Jesus. Jesus, if that's you on the count of three, nobody looking around, I want you to lift your hand and put it right back down. Come on, where are you at? One, two, three. Tonight is my night of commitment. Come on, lift up your hand all across this room. Yeah, yeah. Man, so many, so many. Go ahead and put your hands down. Let me ask you this question today. You're here and you say, David, man, I've let God start something, but I've deviated from purpose. And tonight, would you pray with me that that God would help me to line back to my purpose. I want to finish what God has started. If that's you in this room, come on, lift up your hands all across this room. Yeah, 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 all across this room. Would you pray this with me tonight? Say, Jesus, tonight I commit my life to you. I say yes to you, my life. Jesus, forgive me of all of my sins. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. Today I say yes. Today... I surrender to you. I pray that you would give me the strength to be committed in every area of my life. And I give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Can somebody give God the loudest shout of praise as lives are being transformed tonight? Come on. Thank you for tuning in to today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, please visit BraveMiami.com.